But then sometimes you want to pick up and keep working on it and you're like, nothing's coming out. I just can't. It's probably because I'm in a completely different mood today. Maybe later on I'll feel sad enough to keep writing it or something (laughs) like that. You know what I mean? Sound Seekers, welcome to another thrilling episode of Sound for Thought, a podcast about why people make music. A podcast you might just be hearing for the first time, and if you are, I'm really excited and grateful to have you listening today. Whether you're new to the show or one of our regular listeners, I hope you're ready to discover some new music. Be inspired and get to know our awesome guest. Today, I'm very excited to share a conversation with you that I had with Eliza from Eliza and the Delusionals. They are a really cool indie rock band from Australia with similar vibes to artists like Soccer Mommy and Snail Mail, if you're fans of those bands, with a touch of 90s and early 2000s pop punk vibes. As you will hear in the interview, a few of Eliza's big influences early on were Avril Lavigne, Paramore, and the Veronicas, just to name a few. We talk about a whole bunch of super awesome topics like the very long reward process that is making music as opposed to other careers, a Coldplay concert experience that united her with her bandmate Kurt, how being in a band is sort of the best thing ever and the most taxing thing ever. We talk about how she's evolved as a person since starting the band and what she's learned from all the different relationships that come and go when you're navigating the music industry and so much more. It was a great conversation. I'm really thankful for Eliza coming on the show and I'm excited for you all to hear it. Before we jump into the interview, we'll listen to the band's newest single. It's called You, and it's fantastic. Check it out and follow the band Eliza and the Delusionals on Spotify, Instagram, all the other social media platforms. Keep up with this podcast, Sound for Thought, by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Fun fact, June 1st this year marks the fifth anniversary of Redefining Records. Very exciting. So I, Andrew, will be doing an Instagram live stream that evening. It's next week, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time with John Pagliasati, who is the host of our sister podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. On the live stream, we'll be doing a music-related Q&A, a bunch of fun, random questions, and we'll also be doing a merch giveaway. So, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, or before June 1st, go check out the latest Instagram post on our channel, at Redefining Records, to get details on how you can enter the giveaway to win some merch. Alright, that's all I got for the intro. Stay safe, be kind, and keep making cool shit, people. Enjoy the show. This is Eliza and the Delusionals on Sound for Thought. I didn't like you when you first told me your name. I didn't want to when you started to play that game. Think it'd be alright if you just let me walk away. Cause I didn't want to. Cause I didn't want you.
Okay, cool. Well, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm just, um, like I said, Kurt's sick, but I'm not sick, so I guess that's one good thing. That um, is good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I did taxes today. It's tax day in in the U.S. today, so sounds that fun. Was, you could say it was fun. That's something you could say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall, doing good too. Happy to be talking to you. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, love the new single. Thank you. And uh, excited to kind of dig into your music. I always like to kind of start by going back to your childhood, getting deep. I like to know kind of how people got started with music as like a child. Were your parents musicians or like at what age did you start playing music? Yeah, well, um, my parents don't really play. Um, my dad, like, my dad collects guitars, but I think that's because I learned to play guitar. But ah, <laughs> um, yeah, he like we cool. yeah yeah it's it's um it's cool because like I get to play all the nice guitars he collects. But um, yeah, like my parents have always like loved music. Um, and I was like super interested in singing when I was younger. I feel like every girl in like primary school, preschool is like, I can sing and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just like was super interested in that. And I used to love like Avril Lavigne. I don't know if you would know, like the Veronica's they're like an Australian, um, like sister pop duo. Yeah. They're like so iconic in Australia. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, like such such good like pop alternative sort of music. Um, and, yeah, I used to love that. And then I um, I was going on school camp and mom was like, oh, I've, I've made this like MP3 with like an album on it. And it was, um, it was like a Coldplay album and that was the only album that was on there. And like when I was like 11, I was like, what the hell? Like I didn't even like Coldplay, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even know any of their <laughs> songs really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I literally like fell in love with the band and like that band really was the start for me. And coincidentally, Kurt had the same, this like a very similar experience with Coldplay. It was both of our first concerts. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And like, I remember just going and seeing them at like our, like the entertainment center in Brisbane. It was like the Viva La Vida tour. So it would have been like 2008. And um, I was like right up the back. My mom was with me, and like we had brought like binoculars to see everything. I just remember watching him being like, I actually, that's, that's what I want to do. Like, I definitely want to do that. Um, and so, like, I started to like make my mom take me to like vocal lessons, and then I joined the school band. and my friend was like, oh, like, let's play the bass in the school band. And I thought the bass was like, meant like double bass, like big giant yeah. thing. And then classical. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I was in like grade six, like I had no idea. And, um, then, um, my mum got me like an electric bass for my birthday. And I was like, I was like, what, why, why does this guitar only have four strings? Like, I don't understand. And mum's <laughs> mom's like, uh, it's a bass. Like you want to play bass, right? And I was like, oh, so I did, like had no idea what I was doing, but That's um, yeah, but I, I like, you know, I learned like all of the Coldplay songs, like of course, Seven Nation Army, like all of that, like all the iconic like bass lines. Yes. Um, and then um, I sort of fell into writing songs and realized that that was like my love in music was songwriting. Um, and that's, I sort of taught myself how to play guitar and that sort of thing. And so I could write songs and, um, yeah, that, that was like, yeah, that was like, I guess in short, that's like the, the journey for me. Yeah. The origin story. Yeah. I think think it's uh, really cool that you started with bass because like for so many people, including myself, like bass is like, uh, transition from guitar when you join a band and you're the worst guitar player in the band, <laughs> you become the bass player. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool that you went straight for it. Yeah. Well, I like, I don't know what it was about it. Like I just, my friend was like, yeah, I'll just play the bass. And she just didn't even end up being in the band. She like 
she just never followed through with it. And I was like, well, I'm here now. And like the music teacher was like, he was an asshole. He was just so horrible. Ah. Like he used to make kids cry and like, it was, oh, shit. yeah, he was really bad. So, um, I, and then that, like, I'm surprised that sort of didn't turn me off it because yeah. both of my sisters were doing like clarinet and, um, they just were like, after dealing with him for like two years, they were just like, nope, never touching it again. Um, and so I, but I, I think it was because like I watched bands like Coldplay and then I started falling in love with like Radiohead and a lot of like bands from the early 2000s and 90s and like sort of going on that journey, um, yeah. you know, discovering all of the classics and stuff like that and um, that sort of thing. And I think I was just too invested and like the thought of being able to do that for a career was like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? And like my whole yeah. life people have been like really supportive, but it's always been like, oh, you know, like just, you know, it's music's really hard to get into. Like make sure you think about that and stuff. It's never been like, not don't do it, but like definitely that. <laughs> yeah, just like are you sure like this is, you know, yeah. and and like I agree it is like difficult and like it's it's a, it's like Kurt and I always talk about it. It's like a long, it's really a long-term reward process. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you do good um, at work and you like hit your targets or whatever, you're like, yep, I've done my, you know, I've done my thing for the day. But when you're doing music, it's like you spend a couple of weeks working, like you spend a day writing a song and then a few weeks demoing it and then deciding if you like it enough to properly record it and then releasing it and then maybe people will like it. So it's like yeah. a whole process. Yeah. It's kind of brutal. You could put in so much effort and so many bands do do exactly that and, and get nowhere. Yeah. It uh, can be really frustrating. Oh, I, yeah, I feel it. I feel like from the start, it was just like, I just want to be, you know, I just want to be more than what we are now and that sort of thing. And it was just a lot. It's been like, yeah, being in a band is like the best thing, but sometimes it can be like the most taxing thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you must have pretty good uh, motivation and ambition levels to get past like uh, shitty music teachers early on and stuff. <laughs> was there anybody in your life who, and maybe it was Kurt when you started playing together, but is there somebody who was like the opposite of that music teacher who was like also really into music and sort of pushed you forward? Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely had like some friends in in high school that were like, like one of my friends, Jay, he was like always keen to like, you know, learn covers and like play, you know, yeah. do that sort of thing. Like he had the whole like shed set up, like, you know, at his mom's place with like all of the gear and everyone would just go and like, play nice. songs with him like that that was really cool um and there were a couple of good teachers in high school that were like you know really talented and like willing to help people who were like keen to learn um mm-hmm. but yeah definitely like Kurt has been a huge like um influence on me as like a songwriter as well because he um we we grew up together like we met when we were kids in like preschool Oh, cool. um, yeah. So we've known each other forever. And then in high school, like he was doing sport for a few years. Like he kind of was going on to do that professionally. Um, and we went to different schools and then after he sort of made the decision that he didn't want to do that, which would have been really hard for him at the time. Um, he made that decision and he's like, I don't know how, but like, I, I want to be in a musician. I want to be a musician. I want to be in a band. Um, and yeah. then through like, us both doing that and sort of not having a project like we sort of reconnected in a way um and like you know he was doing a different band and like I was just starting Eliza and the Delusionals and eventually he ended up joining um as like the bass player and then we had a whole like there was a whole thing that happened with the band and like our drummer left and um and then he started playing guitar and um we kind of had always talked about writing songs together but when we actually started doing it, um, the, like, you know, we wrote you together. Like a lot of that was him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it just, I don't know, it was just like breathing new life into something that needed, like, you know, cause he, he loves to play in like different tunings and stuff like that. And I feel like that's 
um, like really cool. It's really different. It's not something I would have thought to do on my own back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He kind of brings he brings something to the songwriting that you wouldn't have done by yourself, which is a really great kind of writing partner to have. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like we both have like the same sort of influences, but I think we both look at writing music um like kind of differently like I don't know our ideas come from different places and I think that's cool that is definitely yeah well you mentioned a couple of the influences with uh the Veronica's or uh what are some other bands or uh, artists you listened to kind of growing up that really motivated you yeah um oh there were so many like definitely Paramore for me have been massive inspiration hear that yeah Yeah, I was gonna say like you probably could tell but um yeah I just like have always idolized Hayley Williams in so many different ways and um yeah they were just another band that I got to see a couple of times in concert and was I don't know she's just like she's just awesome she's just like so fucking cool and like literally just who doesn't like her you know what I mean and her voice is just like incredible and it's just I don't know she's just She's just so good and, like, um, you know, my goal has always been to be able to sing like she can. So, look, we'll get there one day. (laughs) (laughs) You're on your way. You're on your way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What about lately? What are some, like, more recent newer artists that you're really vibing with? Um, I really love – Kurt and I actually really love Dayglow. I don't know if you know him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He's he's awesome, like – and he's actually been doing these like because Kurt Kurt's like right into um like production like he does all of our demos and that sort of thing and like that's sort of like a thing he's sort of working on and um Daglo's been doing these like really sick like breakdowns of how he like records his songs and produces them um, on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen them, but like they're so worth no. the watch. Yeah, really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. Oh, so good! Like the new the new singles. Um, I can't wait to hear the album. But like, I loved Fuzzy Brain. Yeah, yeah, good um, stuff. Oh, so good. He's just got such a good voice. Um, so we we like are listening to him twenty four seven. Um. We also like loved the Biba Doobie record, like that was awesome. Um, like yeah. Pale Waves, their new album was sick as well. I'm trying to think of some other like newer music. There, there's a really great band from Australia called Holy Holy. Um, I don't know if you've oh, heard yeah. them. Yeah, I've heard like one or two tracks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so good. Like really, really good. I was lost in the light. The guitarist, he, he's a friend of ours, and he produced um, our songs Jackie and Half Empty Girl, um, and he's just like an absolute weapon of a guitar player, like just ridiculous. Like he's yeah. left-handed, and I remember we were in the studio and like um, I was in the console room and he was – oh, no, I was in the console room with him and the other guys were in the like live room and – um, I was sort of playing guitar and he's like, oh, I've got a couple ideas. And like I, I play right-handed and then he just starts playing. Like, you know how left-handed guitarists are like, they're kind of like freaks and they just like can play right-handed yes. guitars like upside down. Um, yeah. And he just starts like absolutely shredding and then it kind of clicked with everyone. They were like, wait, he's playing that upside down? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just, yeah. He's, and he's just, they're just really good people, like amazing music. Like, yeah, they're like, they're going to be massive, massive worldwide one day. They're, like, so good. So if you haven't heard any of their songs, I recommend listening to the album Paint. It's, like, amazing. So, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I'm going to check out the full album for sure. Yeah. And also would plug, uh, if you haven't heard it already, there's a, there's another podcast called Talk House where musicians, like, talk to each other. I don't know if you've ever listened, but there's an episode where Dayglow talks with Mac DeMarco. Yes, I've heard that. Okay, yeah. you've heard yeah. it. Okay. It's just like a really funny kind of quirky conversation. 
really enjoyable for anybody yeah. who likes those two artists. Well, Kurt and I both love Mac and and Deglo, and I remember he. I think we've listened to it like two or three times, like just over, yeah. like before bed or whatever. Um, he's definitely like we've definitely been listening to that. So that's funny you mention it. Um, I also just thought of another band that's really amazing. You might know them now because they've been on like a lot of late night TV shows in America, but Middle Kids, I don't know if you've listened to them. I don't really watch late night TV. I don't really know anybody who does anymore, at least like younger generations. I mean, we may see clips on YouTube the next day. Yeah, that's kind of where, that's kind of where I see it. And I also like follow them. I see their stuff all the time. So everything they post, but yeah, definitely listen to their music, Middle Kids. They just put out an album and it's like incredible. She's got such a cool, like unique voice and it's just, yeah, it's awesome. That is awesome. I Half the reason I do this podcast is just to uh, discover some new music for completely selfish reasons. Yes. Just, just for my own <laughs> listening. So good. Yeah. Anyway, from kind of the beginning of your journey as... Eliza and the Delusionals, or maybe even further back to when you started music, I'm kind of interested in hearing like how you feel like you've evolved as a person. Like it's so weird to kind of like live through life as a musician. I feel like where you're sort of creating this art that is a representation of yourself at like each stage. And this is kind of like a vague, deep question, but but where do you see yourself? How do you see yourself differently from like when you started the band? Yeah, I think that's actually a really good question. Um, I guess the main thing is that I listen back to, not that I, I ever put it on, but like we do still play a couple of songs in our set from our first EP, The Deeper End. Yeah. And um, I just, I guess I just can't relate to any of that music anymore. Um, And I kind of see that as like a positive because it's like I've changed and grown. Um. And I don't think I could write songs like that anymore. Um, so, cause I feel like, I feel like music that you release is kind of like a bit of a snapshot of like what your life was at that time of, of like writing the song. Like for example, um, we have a song that we still play in our set called 19 that I wrote when I was 19 and I'm turning 25 this year. So it's like, yeah. uh, I'm glad I can't relate to it anymore, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, but I feel like, I feel like because the music industry is so like, you're always meeting people and connecting with people and like working with different people and, um, you know, people come and go. And I guess, I guess like the relationships that you make and the ones that sort of like fall apart as well, make you like learn as well, like. I don't know. Yeah. I like, it's not like you can't trust everyone, but when you're having people that you work with, like, and you've worked so hard for like for your songs and for your band and growing it and getting it to the place that it is today, it's like, you kind of have to like, if you're doing something with someone, you have to have a lot of trust in them. If, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I, I guess from now and then, like I definitely like between now and then, I definitely have my guard up a little bit more as a person and not in a bad way, just in like a, you know, I've, I've worked really hard and for a really long time on this and so have the other guys. So we don't let, we don't just let anyone come in and be yeah. a part of it, if that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, you don't, um, you're not going to let somebody fuck it up. Yeah. You're, you're, prote- <laughs> you're slightly protective of it, which is totally normal, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I don't know if that sounds weird, but. Yeah, no. I guess I guess that's I get you. Yeah, I guess that's one one part of it and and yeah, just just listening back to or like playing those older songs and just like I I just am singing them. Like I'm not I'm not sitting there being like, "Oh, yes, I'm feeling this." Like I I'm feeling yeah. the performance because it's fun and I love playing music on stage, but I'm not like singing those lyrics from my heart anymore, if that makes sense. Whereas like all yeah. of the newest stuff we're doing like you, like it really is like it's like my, you know, super excited. And even, even the recent EP, like just exist and stuff like that. Like I still sing that with all I have because I still connect so strongly. And also like the impact that songs had 
on our career. Um, you know, I just like still love that song so much and maybe it yeah. might change in another five years, but at the moment I still love that one. So that's cool. No, it, it kind of reminds me, I've always heard, I don't know what the direct quote is, but, uh, I know it's like Bono from U2. He says kind of differently that he like has to go back and feel every single song and every single moment that inspired the songs or else he can't sing them at all. I Uh, love that. Do you ever, do you ever (laughs) feel that way? Do you feel like you don't necessarily even want to play the older songs as much just because you don't really feel it? Um, I feel like anything that we kick out of the set, we feel like, it depends on how long we're playing for, I guess, but anything we sort of yeah. kick out of the set, we, we're like, is this going to support the newest sound that we're playing or is this a song that everyone really loves and they want to hear? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I, feel like, I feel like because of how many people connected with Just Exist, it's probably a song that will never get taken out of our set for all the years to come. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be like, oh, yeah. you know, the song that's in the set, like, um, but you know, songs like, you know, um, Alive or Deep End or like Jackie or something like that. Um, which I still like, I still love the song Jackie like that. I wrote that one about my dog. So that's like always going to have a special yeah. place in my heart. It's more just like, is this going to like fit in the set? Because we're like, you know, working on so much new music at the moment. And I guess we look at it at in like in that way at the moment, because now we have like, you know, more songs. And as more of our songs come out, um, we have to be a bit more selective of what we play. So, sure, yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you have a favorite original song? At the moment, at the moment, I'm super proud of you. I think that song yeah. is like, I don't know. We think it's like fucking sick. Like we really love it. So I, I agree. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel proud of us for kind of taking that step out of our comfort zone in a way and being like, no, nah, this, we love this and this is what matters. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like, we're not Yeah. like, I obviously want people to love it and I hope people do. Um, but it's also like we think this is so good and we love this and we're super proud of it. So that's kind of why we wanted to have it as like the first single of, of this year. Um, and and like I said before, like um, Just Exist for me will always be a really special song, I think. So, yeah, that it, it probably be one of those two. smart thing you said about you I think nobody is even gonna have a chance of loving it unless you love it completely you know like if you're trying to make something that you think someone else will like but you're not liking it it's I don't think it's gonna land yeah I agree I feel like you have to be proud of what you're doing and you have to have a good gut feeling about it and um I feel like that's kind of what we've always gone with like you know if for example like if we've had like some people on our team be like, this is so good. Like this idea is really good. But Kurt and I and the other, like Ruby and Tex have been like, oh, I don't know. Like that usually is no, you know what I mean? Because it's like some idea, like we're really big on, um, I guess, don't knock it until you try it sort of concept. Like, you know, when we're doing creative stuff, it's like, uh, okay, we'll try it and we'll see how it feels. And then if it's not right, we just won't do it. You know what I mean? Um, because you never know, like sometimes you do stuff that you wouldn't think of doing and it ends up being like amazing. Um, but yeah, we're kind of like, like I, I like to trust my gut instinct. I think, um, 
because when it comes to creative stuff, like Kurt and I do all the songwriting and things like that. So um, between the two of us, I think Kurt's got a really good like gut instinct on on songs as well and on visuals and things like that. And like, well, like, I feel like we annoy our like label and management team so much sometimes <laughs> because they'll be like, okay, this is what, like I've made this to like, you know, for this or whatever. And we're always like, oh, let that's not quite try, like not quite right. Let let yeah. us have a try and like see if we can. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like we'd rather totally. like spend the extra time or I don't know. We're I guess we're big like on do it yourself in a way as well. So yeah, yeah. I think um, that's a little bit generational. I mean, at least I can make an assumption. Uh, just like kind of the younger generations. I'm 25 now. To about your age, you know when we so many musicians kind of our age have now grown up with the internet and like making our own demos on our computers and, and doing the artwork for ourselves before you even have a team uh, for many people. So it makes sense that you still want to kind of hold on to that control of the artistic uh, style as well. Oh, I completely agree. And like visuals are, visuals are so important for us. And I feel like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if, if this is how everyone's brain works, but like, um, I guess I have a very visual like mind. So, Mm -hmm. um, I can't watch a lot of like horror movies and stuff because a lot of it like really sticks with me visually and like it like fucks me up a little bit. So I can't like, I can't do that. Um, but like, I guess like if I'm like, we're doing a demo and it's songs done and like, I just kind of shut my eyes and like okay, this is what I think the artwork would be. And this is how I sort of am hearing this like visually, if that makes sense. And like kind of start with that. Um, so I feel like, I feel like some musicians might not do that. I don't know. Like they might be like, I have no idea where to start with artwork and they get someone else to sort of do it. But I feel like we're a bit of a pain to work with in that sense, because we always have like such a clear idea and vision of what we want. So having someone else, but neither of us are like graphic designers per se. Um, uh-huh. so it's like when we have someone working with us, it's like, we're just going to have to ask you to do like 50 revisions until it's perfect. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that can, I guess it all depends on the person. Like you said, it could be good or bad. And even from somebody working with you from their perspective, that could be good or bad. If, if they're the opposite and they want to just do something their way, then that's going to be, annoying but a lot of times maybe they're looking for uh more input and inspiration and maybe you're offering something that they really enjoy I don't know yeah I I agree I think like most um I feel like because I like as like a bit of a side thing I I do like art I've always done art myself and I've been working yeah I like I don't think I'm amazing at it but I like doing it so um, That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, but I've been doing some work for like one of um my friends who's like bringing out some new music. Like I've been doing her like um single artwork and stuff like that. And um, I loved working with her because she's so like particular on how she wants it to look, and um, like she loves my art style. So anything I am going to draw is like cool. But like sh- I always send her like a rough thing, and she's like, "Can you make it more like?" this shade and that and I'm like this is perfect because it's your thing like I fully get it because I do it myself in the band you know what I mean like this is your thing Uh you have a vision for it tell me how I can make it sick make it look how you want it to look um so yeah like I personally I get it and like I wouldn't be annoyed if someone was asking me to like 60 different revisions of like maybe not that many but you know what I mean you know what I mean (laughs) not 60 but yeah Mm. I get you uh, yeah. what, what is your uh, friend's name? Give her a give her a shout out. Oh, Yen Strange. Um, Yen yeah, Strange. yeah. She's she has. Uh, I think I don't know. I don't know when it's coming out. I don't want to spoil anything for her, but yeah, okay. she's awesome. So yeah, okay. We'll keep an eye out. We'll keep. An yeah, eye out. yeah, definitely. I do like to also ask a flip side of of a previous question. I asked you if you had a favorite of your own songs. I also like to hear if you have a least favorite. And I'm not asking you to uh, talk shit on your own music, but a lot of times maybe somebody has a song that just didn't quite become what they wanted to and 
uh, you know, maybe it just frustrated them a lot when they were putting it together. Do you have a song like that? I actually do. And um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like, I don't hate the song, but yeah. it's more about – so the song is Sentimental that we put out last year. Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, the writing process of that song was, like, sick because we were in L.A., we were writing with Sarah Ahrens and John Hill – um, Sarah's like a fellow Australian, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, she's like an incredible songwriter. Um, John Hill's like an amazing writer and producer. So yeah, we were lucky enough to get a writing session with them and we wrote the song and we were like, this is so good. Um, but then obviously like COVID happened and we came home and, you know, we were like not in the best mind space none of us were so it was and then yeah and then like COVID was obviously still a thing here and then the label were like well I guess like let's work towards putting out a song um and then we were like well this one's probably the most finished so like let's do that and um we had like a producer come from Sydney and we kind of did like this Airbnb thing um and it was like set up a studio which was cool Um, but I think everyone, how everyone was feeling was just like, uh, and like, I don't know. It was just, it was messy. We didn't get time to like prepare. We didn't get time to rehearse the song. We didn't get time to do pre-production. It was kind of just like, bang, like do the song now. And like, let's just get it done. And, um, like, I don't, I don't think the song is bad. Like I really do like the song as itself. And I like the production on it, on it, but it's just like everything that was attached with that. Um, And then, like, doing the music video, like, um, there was sort of a, like, it was over a time where, like, Kurt wasn't doing too well and the music video was, like, the guys that did it were awesome. Like, they're a sick team, MTMM from Brisbane. Like, they're awesome. But it was just, like, it was just, it was just hard. And, like, I think that was kind of taking over the excitement of a new song. And then we had a thing with the music video where, um, you know, our label had said like, oh, this person would be a really good choice. And she ended up just completely flopping and like not replying to us. And like, it, it was a whole thing. And she sort of like stuffed up our whole plan, for, like schedule for the music yeah. video. Cause like you guys had the election coming out and we had like the U S very much in mind when we were doing the release plan and we we're like, okay, we'll do it on this day in October. So it's not too close to the election and stuff like that. But thanks to this girl, it just like pushed it back by like a month. So it just, it it was just like a whole pile of things. Like we laugh about it now, but it just, at the time it was just like, what is even like going on? And like, we hadn't adjusted to like this whole COVID thing and still like still getting, like, I don't even want to say getting over because we're not even over it, but getting through the fact that like we weren't going to be doing all of those like things we were planning to do in the US, like all the things we were like dreaming of doing. And we finally had the chance to do it. Um, so it was just like overall a really shit time. Um, and like, like I said, I love the song. I loved the writing process. Like Kurt and I are really proud of, of all of that, but it's just everything that was like attached to that moment of time and everything that was attached to 2020 after like April was just, you know what I mean? So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that makes too much sense. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm glad you kind of uh, talked about it a little bit because so many people I think can relate, not directly to, you know, necessarily making music or doing a music video and a release, but just like the way all those negative circumstances just conglomerated all at one time and, and expectations were lost and plans were lost and it makes a lot of sense that you feel that way towards that song, I think, because of, you know, just the circumstances of your life and the, and the situation of the, the world. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's okay. You got it out. You, you know, we're hopefully looking better now for the most part. I hope so. Things are slowly, I think getting better as, uh, I think you can say uh yeah I <laughs> not think completely so. but <laughs> I mean I think like you guys are doing really well with like your vaccination rollout and stuff like that which is like so good to see all of the festivals starting to like be announced yeah. and stuff but I guess it's just hard because um our country is like we were like really good at containing the virus yeah but, like so I don't know what the hell's going on but like no one is able to get 
they have like no vaccines here. So like us as a band also being in like the, the non-vulnerable age bracket, we're kind of just sitting here like being like, well, if we don't get a vaccine, like we probably can't go overseas without like the risk of not being able to come home safely yeah. or like without the quarantine. And it's just a whole thing. So we're like, I feel like once that hurdle is taken care of, then we'll feel a little bit more optimistic, but like, we're super lucky here. Um, you know, and like, we're heading out on tour in, in June and July around Australia, which is like exciting. Cause we haven't done that yeah. for, for ages, but, um, I don't know. I feel like we just can't wait to get back and like finish what we started in America. And like, we love America. We loved all of the people over there that we got to meet. Um, and you know, we still get messages from people being like, you know, we had tickets to see you in like Pittsburgh or New York or whatever, like any of those places that we didn't end up getting to go to that we had planned. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Well, like we're, we're planning to like get that back whenever we can, but it's it's kind of out of our hands in a way we'll be here we'll be here when when you're ready when you can't come yeah i hope so (laughs) i'll be looking out for seattle dates yes we can't wait but that's exciting you're going to be able to play some shows in australia and uh what are you kind of most looking forward to with live shows i can't wait to like have crowds back I like something i never thought i'd say (laughs) like yeah i was just like the type of person to like go to a show and be like, everyone needs to take one step away from me. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but I am like looking forward to that. I think that's going to be like really good. And just that sort of energy of people like all having a good time. And like, I've been to a couple of shows in the last like two months that have been like the first like shows I've been back to since COVID. And, um, it's just been like, I don't know the energy of people just being like, able to see their favorite band and sing the songs at the top of their lungs with their friends again. It's just, I don't know, it's really special. So I'm like looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to traveling because I literally love traveling so much. And I have been just, as we all have just going crazy crazy. at home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, like we're heading to Melbourne this week actually for like a little corporate thing. And oh my God, I'm just like, I cannot wait. It's only for one night, but like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. You know what I mean? Just to like get out of of where we live. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, what do you, what do you do to prepare for, uh, live performances? Um, well, anything, uh, like we, we obviously like rehearse and things like that. And like, actually after this podcast, Ruby and Tex are coming down. They, They live about two hours away from Kurt and I's, um, studio. So, um, they're like coming down and we're just doing some like rehearsals and then, cause we don't have a drummer. Um, we get like a session drummer in. So we usually like yeah, rehearse okay. with like a track at here at our studio. And then we get like a session drummer at another rehearsal space and we do that sort of thing and put the set together and all of that. So, um, it's kind of funny though, cause we did a couple of weeks ago, we did our first shows over in like literally our last show was in San Diego up until like two weeks oh, cool, ago. Yeah. yeah. So that was like I'm, I'm from Southern California originally, Orange County. Uh, oh nice. I, yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in San Diego. Yeah. Well, I think we played in um Santa Ana. That's close by, oh, right? That is ten minutes away from where I grew up. Yeah, the observatory. Yeah, one of my favorites one of my oh, favorite venues. So, sure. so awesome. That was the first show we did actually in America. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, that venue was like, it was so funny cause we, um, like I said, we don't have a drummer. So, um, because of like all the visa stuff and everything, it was so last minute. We, we had to like miss the first show that we had booked in Ventura. Um, and then we got off like a 15 hour flight, landed in LA and we had met our American drummer once over zoom <laughs> he we got into the car with him and just lived with him for two months in the bus wow. like he's he's such a good good dude like we got on really well but it was just so funny That's like good. we got home we were like we just like met this guy once said here's the songs and just like lived with him in a bus for like two months yeah. so yeah that is um, such a crazy experience yeah it was wild <laughs> yeah like that first day in Santa Ana was like a 38 hour day for us or something because of the time difference and 
and everything like that. And I'm like, I'm such an anxious flyer. So like sleeping on planes is just not a thing for me. So uh, I just remember going to bed that night and just being like, Oh my God, what even is this? But, um, but yeah, that, that venue was like so sick. And then, yeah, we, we finished in San Diego and then we were having the two weeks in LA before we went to South by Southwest to, to do some, like Kurt and I were doing the writing sessions and that's when we did like, uh, sentimental and, and a couple of other songs. Um, and like, yeah, it was just like, and then, yeah, we can't, we had to come home obviously. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of weeks ago we did like a Gold Coast and Brisbane show. Um, and it was weird cause we hadn't really rehearsed. Like we had done stuff together, like we've been recording and things like that, but we hadn't like had a rehearsal with a drummer in forever. Um, and then the four of us kind of got together and we're like, Oh, we'll just like, you know, shake the rust off and it we were like really stoked like we played through everything like perfectly like it was like second nature in a way and I was just like oh look I'm really proud of us guys look at us like you know what I mean like no one forgot how to play play the songs or anything so it was good very good I'm proud of you too good job thank you thank you well we're you know we've been talking for a while I want to make sure I have this main question I always ask it can be deep. It can be just fun and silly. If you want it to be, I'll let you kind of answer it however you want. But I'm extremely interested in just, you know, people's motivations when it comes to making music and, you know, kind of like the things that drive them to keep going. So the question is simple, but it's why do you make music? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. Um, I think it's because I know that the impact that it's had songs have had on me that like I've connected with has just yeah. been like life changing, life altering. You know what I mean? And my dream has always been to be able to write a song that people can feel the way or come to a show and feel like nothing else matters except for like what's happening right now. It's like, you're sort of in like the world of Eliza and the delusionals and like all of that, like, shit stuff that might be happening in your life doesn't matter for that hour you know what I mean like that's how I've always felt Mm -hmm. at concerts and like that's how I felt at my first concert and like that's how I've always felt about music and like just being able to like relate so strongly to you know someone might not even be singing about the same experience that you had like you know what I mean but it's like you just connect to it that way like I I think that's why I've always done it and um you know, it's also like just the best way of like, I don't know. It's almost like therapy. It's like, I, Absolutely, I it's yeah. like, it's almost like talking to someone, but it's like the someone is like your notebook and then you're writing it all out. And then like heaps of people are going to listen to it and be like, yeah, I feel that too. So you're not alone. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. Uh, Thank you. I agree completely. I, I feel the same way about music and kind of when I enjoy music the most, whether it's playing it or, or listening, it it does create that kind of sort of the same thing that med- good meditation does of just keeping you fully like in the moment where you're not worried, you're not anxious, you're not stressed. You're just kind of being, you know, you're kind of experiencing the moment through the music. And- yeah, I agree. And I think, um, I think Kevin Parker, like Tame Impala, said something about it once um about songwriting of like you know if you're working on a song you're like obviously in a mood like in that feeling and sometimes you can't pick that song up again until you're feeling that same way and I like completely agreed with that you know what I mean it's like it's so hard to like I feel like if you're really in the mood in the zone like it takes us probably like 10 minutes to get like a pretty good idea down of like how it's going to the song is like the main sort of melodies and stuff like that um because like you're just feeling it but then sometimes you want to pick up and keep working on it and you're like nothing's coming out I just can't it's probably because I'm in a completely different mood today maybe later on I'll feel sad enough to keep writing it or something (laughs) like that you know what I mean totally uh have you experienced any songs where you're working on it and it just was taking forever because of that oh Actually, yes. Um, so there's a song that 
we like we've recorded it's going to come out someday sometime I don't know when you'll probably hear it in the next 12 months um okay. I think Kurt I'll and I yes yeah I think <laughs> I think Kurt and I spent like literally two years writing it because wow. and it changed so many times and like it like we love how it, it's turned out and like you know like we're happy that it ended up actually getting recorded because you know some other songs that we were working on didn't end up getting recorded but that one just kind of like I don't know it like there was a reason why we stuck it out for so long but it's like Kurt would pick it up and I'd be like oh I don't know how I feel about this like what if we change it this way and then he'd be like oh I don't know I kind of liked it the way it was before and then we'd sort of like have a compromise and it's ended up being really cool in our eyes but I think if he was here, he would also agree that that song's like, you know, that has been the most like grueling one, but definitely worth all of the time we spent on it. So, yeah. That's cool. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Usually the circumstances create something really unique and interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I like to think so. I think it's a cool song. Um, I think, I think people are going to like it. I hope anyway. I like it. So, you know. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Cool. Well, I say we end with a few funny, silly, kind of random questions. Sure. Sounds good. Always. What do you enjoy doing besides music? You mentioned art. Yeah, I love doing art, Um, like drawing. I have like an iPad with a pen, and that's like literally the best thing ever. Um, One day I want to. I want to learn how to do like tattoo art, like tattooing. So, um, I don't know, like that's like a long time venture for me, I guess. Um, so we'll see where that ends. I've told some people and they're like, yes, as soon as you get a gun, you can like do me. And I'm like, no, like that's, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I, I, yeah, I don't even know. Like we'll see, but it's just something I've always really loved. I love tattoo artistry. Like I'm not, you know, not, it would just be like basic stuff, but I don't know. That's like something I, I would enjoy doing, I think, one day, eventually. Yeah. I would guess you have a tattoo or two. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I think I've got like 10 or so, like little ones. Oh, nice, I def- yeah. I definitely want more, but I'm also a broke-ass bitch, so uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not cheap. <laughs> That's cool, though. I, You know what? I hope you, uh, you pick up the gun and make it happen. Thank you. I, you know, I will one of these days. Uh, next question, do you have any pets? Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'm going to talk about the dogs that are at Kurt's family home. Yeah, so Kurt's, Kurt has um, these two dogs that live at his mom's place. His family lives, like, really close to where we live now. Like, we literally have grown up, like, three streets apart our whole lives. So we always go there. And um, there's two dogs that live there, Buddy and Luna, and they're just like the sweetest little like one's a Perkinese sort of type dog, and the other one yeah. Luna's like a Luna's like a pug, poodle, and Chihuahua mix, and like literally just the cutest, sweetest, like most gorgeous dogs ever. They're just amazing. Um, and we have a cat named Comet as well, and she just kind of does her own thing. Um, and then here where we live. We've got three dogs. Um, one is like an elderly senior dog. His name's Paddy, which is like an Australian cattle dog, and Rosie, who's also an Australian cattle dog, and Abby, who's a Chihuahua. So we love dogs. And I yeah. also have—I don't know if you know—I have like an Australian native bird, a galah. They're like pink and grey. Um, hmm. It's like a parrot. Yeah. So yeah, I've That's had cool, she. Yeah, she's been like in my family before I was born. Like she's like OG. So. Wow. Yeah, parrots like live forever, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love dogs. I love cats. I love all animals, so, you know, I'm all yeah. for it. Me too. Yeah. I have I have one cat at the moment. We just got her. She's a uh, about 6 months uh, Siamese kitten. Oh my god. Sounds amazing. Named Kalua. So cute. Is she cuddly? Uh she's she likes to attack and bite you. Uh, while you cuddle with her so in a in a way she likes to cuddle with her teeth right now uh yeah. she's still very young and ferocious and thinks she's a lion so yeah um, 
she's warming up to pets and and cuddling, uh, oh, but so she cute. still just loves playing and and fighting so much that it's it's hard for her not to. Yeah, I feel that. It was like when Rosie, our cattle dog, was a puppy, like because cattle dogs are like supposed to round up cattle and sheep yeah. and stuff like that. But we obviously don't, yeah, yeah, we don't live on a farm. And she like literally just used to her teeth, like puppy teeth when she was like teething, she just used to chew everything. Like the amount of pants and shirts that have been (laughs) ruined with holes because yeah. So I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. uh, Next one. If you have your phone within reach and you could take a second. Uh, I like to know what the last song you saved on Spotify was. The latest song that I've listened to on here is Golden by Harry Styles because I was showing. Oh, there you go. I, yeah, I was showing Kurt because I heard it recently. Like I'm a bit late to the the fine line party, but like. It's I was so, too. Yeah, it's so amazing. I was like, you have to hear this song. It's so, so good. You're so golden. Yeah, I was showing him that. So that's that's the last thing that's on my Spotify. That's a good one. I like yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, that's pretty much all I got for you. Do you have anything you want to add or say before we uh, get going? Um, I think that's it. I think, yeah, I had a really fun time talking about all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, thank you. It's, like, really exciting when um, we get to do a podcast that's, like, I don't know, like really interesting and you have to like really, you know, so many interviews we do that are just like the same thing. You know what I mean? So thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm glad I was able to uh, make it interesting and different. I, you know, researched you guys and and heard a few interviews you had done and, you know, I try to make an effort not to be exactly the same. So (laughs) it's good that you thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And I always um, ask, and it's not mandatory, but if you have or know somebody who would be a good future guest for me to interview that you could recommend, that would be super nice. Absolutely. You need to meet the guys in the band Stumps. They're from Sydney. They just put out an album. They're like friends of ours. We've been friends with them for ages now and they're also label mates and they're just like, they just put out such a sick like early 2000s. If you like, um, you know, like Block Party and, um, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Like it's just, yeah, really, really good. Awesome. No, I will definitely check them out and hopefully we can uh, connect and get them on the show soon. I hope so. That'd be so exciting. Yeah, I like to, you know, I kind of do that. I don't always get to everyone because I'm just kind of one person doing this and yeah. <laughs> uh, it creates this huge web of recommendations. But it is nice for me to ask and people to recommend so it's not just like my taste only or or what I think I'm listening to. It's another way for me to find new things and talk to people I would not have normally talked to. Yeah, that's so good. I think I think you'd have a really interesting and cool conversation with those guys. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, do you want to quickly shout out kind of your social media handles and like where people can follow you? Yeah. Okay. Um. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, like Spotify, all the usuals, Eliza and the Delusionals. It's like the longest and stupidest name ever. So sorry. Those are the best names. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you um, remember it, type it in and you'll find us. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You know, like longer or or more unique names are just great because you can't not find you can't not find it if you just type it in. If you just google it, you're guaranteed to uh connect with one of their socials or or your Spotify page. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I'm glad you like it. Like it's I came up with it when I was like 17. And how many things do you still like that you make when you're like 17? <laughs> so, you know. That kind of, you know, it'll go through phases. I think all band names do where it's like you sort of love it, then you sort of hate it for a while, but then you sort of love it because you hate it or because yeah. you're over it. And it's just like a thing that you really can't change. And so I know. you just constantly sort of have a mental feud with it. Oh, I know. Like whenever it comes to doing new merch designs, 
I'm just like banging my head against the computer because like how the F am I going to fit the whole <laughs> band name on a t-shirt? It's a constant struggle. The struggle is real. Yeah. Well, keep making cool shit. Keep making good music. I'm excited to hear uh, the new tracks and I was really pleased with you and everybody should go listen to that. We always end with a high five. From the other side of the world, we'll count three, two, one, and do a virtual high five. Okay, sounds good. Alrighty, three, two, one. Oh, I didn't actually clap. I, <laughs> I high five the ass. That works too. <laughs> so. No, that's good. That's probably the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, okay, amazing. I just like totally high five the air like towards my computer screen. So. That's perfect. I mean, yeah. the idea of doing a high five virtually is just silly. Look, so I imagined the, it. The sillier the result, the better. Well, that's probably as silly as it's going to get. So, <laughs> perfect. Thank you for your support for our music as well. We really appreciate it. And we can't wait to come to Seattle as well. It's on our bucket list. We've been here before. Hi friends, seekers of new sounds, music enthusiasts, thanks for listening to this podcast and this episode. I know there are a whole bunch of pods out there for you to listen to, and I really appreciate you giving this one a shot. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please check out another episode and maybe discover some more new music that you've never heard of before. Maybe share the show with a friend and they might think you're really cool for finding cool new music. Don't forget to subscribe or give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Thanks again to Eliza for coming on the show. Follow Eliza and the Delusionals on Spotify, Instagram, any other social media site you like to spend your time on. Thanks, as always, to the Judd Single Project, Aiden Danzi, for our theme music and the backing tracks. Follow us on Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with this show and other cool content. New episodes are coming out every other week in alternation with our sister podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords with John Pagliasati. Shoot us a DM on Instagram as well, or email redefiningrecords at gmail.com if you have any comments, suggestions. Maybe you want to tell us who or what you'd like to hear in future episodes. That would be great. Please reach out. Thank you so much for listening and have a great one. This has been a Redefining Records production.